to Ms. D's class in Children's Church. Um, I just want to welcome you guys here to Rimrock Downtown. My name is Chris. I'm uh, one of the, the, the preaching team members uh, here at Rimrock, along with Evan and Derek. Um, and we're just so glad you're here joining us uh, this morning. Um, it was so awesome last week, if you were able to join us at the Civic Center, to just be together with the, whole, the Rimrock as a whole. Um, that was so awesome to see everyone from both campuses and more to just join together in one worship service and, and uh, worshiping our Lord. And um, so th uh, thank you for joining us if you were there. And uh, if you're here this morning uh, because you heard about us here, uh, well, welcome, uh, welcome to Rimrock Downtown. Um, this is we. I love our community down here. Um, I love Rimrock as a whole, but I love our downtown community um, and just what we have down here together. Uh, speaking of community, uh, we also want to celebrate uh, one of our community members. The Ashleys had their baby uh, last week, and so we just want to celebrate that with them. Um, we're excited for that. Um, also, uh, part of our community is once a month, we always do a community lunch together and just kind of get together for a meal and, uh, and talk and connect with each other, maybe meet some new people and, and connect that way. So uh, to, today, after the service, we're going to do a community lunch. What we do is we just walk all the way down to all the way. It's like a, a block, you know, down to Fork Real Cafe down there, and they serve us. Um, I, it's a minimal price uh, per person. I can't even remember what it is, but uh, it's a minimal price per person, but they do a, an awesome buffet uh, meal for us, and it's just a great uh, time to connect and, and be together. So community lunch right after the service today. Please join us for that. Um, it's going to be great. So, um, hey, uh, we are kickstarting a new series. I'm excited to be able to launch a new series with you guys uh, this next six weeks. Over the next six weeks, we are going to be looking at a series that we are calling Beneath the Surface. And what we're going to be looking at is over the next six weeks, we're going to be looking at a reality in our lives that is, is fully real, is fully present, but cannot be seen. And sometimes we, uh, it's, that's hard to grasp. That's hard to grasp when we think of, of things that we cannot see being fully real and fully present. But we're going to be looking at this. And namely, what we're looking at is the spiritual reality in our lives. And, and the reality of the spiritual realm that's around us. Now, when we, um, when we talk about this stuff, when we unwrap this stuff, when we talk to each other about this stuff, uh, as we begin to share with you and teach to you from up front, um, we, with the spiritual reality, we might think and, and things might come to mind, things like angels and things like the Holy Spirit and things like demons and Satan, spiritual beings, uh, around us, and uh, and that's true. Uh, but w what can happen with that, and the tendency, and the and the the potential that can happen with that is that it could conjure up some preconceived ideas of what those things are like, what those things are about, and and the reality of what those things are. And we all have kind of preconceived ideas of you know angels and demons and 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 Satan and the Holy Spirit and preconceived ideas, and those ideas might come from several different things. Um, they, uh, this is, uh, you know, not limited to these things, but it might come from, you know, a denominational background that we might have had in the past. 
and maybe things that we've learned from, from a denominational background in our, in our life, from a church in our past, uh, of what those things are like. Um, and maybe we've heard some, some different things. Maybe uh, we've even, um, you know, had been, been hurt by a church because of these, this, this topic. Maybe we've uh, been abused by a church because of this topic. And for that, I, I just want to say I'm, I'm sorry and I believe that over the next six weeks that God wants to do some healing in our lives, if that's the case, if that's, if that's true in your life, that God wants to do some healing in our life. Um, it also might come from preconceived ideas that, that Hollywood has given us, right? That Hollywood has created a multi-billion dollar industry around this idea, this spiritual reality and angels and demons and the, the, just the de de demonic nature uh, of, of the movies that they put out and the shows that they put out. And it, it puts on, you know, I work with Young Life and I work with teenagers that most of their ideas of what demons and Satan and angels and all of that are like is from media and from movies. And so we might have preconceived ideas just because of, of Hollywood and what has, has poured into our, our lives. And we might have just preconceived ideas just based on our culture. That, that we are, there is a lot of spirituality in our culture. I've heard it said also that we are actually a post-secular society. Meaning, there's a lot of spirituality in, in our society. And a lot of people are spiritual. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this phrase. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Right? I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. But what does that mean? What does that look like? And maybe we have this idea that culture has given us that, that there's just this energy around us. And, and, and this, this, this aura or whatever this new age culture has given us about spirituality, we might have some just preconceived ideas about what that's all about. Wherever it might come from, wherever ideas, our ideas might come from, here's what I want, would like us to do over the next six weeks and beyond is to set aside those ideas as best we can. To set them aside and allow scripture to be our authority. To look at God's word and to see what it has to say and what God's word has to show us about what we need to know about this reality that's around us. This spiritual reality that we cannot see, but it is fully there around us. So that's our desire, and we desire you, you guys also to enter into personal uh, study and community around these conversations. And, and it is so important to not only study the scripture for yourself personally, but also study it and talk about it in community with each other. God's word was actually meant to be studied and read in community. Do you guys know that? It was meant to be studied and read in community. And so we hope that you'll enter into that. We have um, small groups available that we want uh, we would love for you guys to plug in and be a part, to have that community to talk about these things. Um, there's small groups uh, on, there's two on Mondays, there's two on Thursdays that have room and are open for anybody to join. Um, if you want to join one of those communities, uh, there's a plug-in card on the table out there. You can talk to Derek or Evan about getting involved in one of those groups um, to kind of have more of these conversations. Um, so we invite you 
to engage in this conversation with us, okay? Um, I'm going to pray really quick because as we, we walk into this series, that's the most important thing that we could probably do um, entering into this. So, Lord Jesus, we come before you today, and we declare you as Lord. We declare you as the Lord who has authority over everything in this room, God. And we lift you up, and we stand against, in your name, we stand against anything that would, would stand against us knowing your truth. We stand against anything in your name, Jesus, that would try to derail us from truth and from what your word has to truly say to our lives. God, we pray that you would just open our hearts and open our eyes to see where you're working and who you are, um, the reality that we can be a part of in your life. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So C.S. Lewis wrote this book called The Screwtape Letters. And uh, if you haven't read it, haven't heard of it, you should read it. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's basically the, 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 the context is it's depicting two demons who are uh, having correspondence with each other um, regarding their subject, which is a human, that they are trying to deceive in different ways. And it kind of just opens up different tactics that Satan and demons use to deceive us and lie to us as humans. And so um, there's this, uh, you, you should read the book, but in the preface, just in the preface, C.S. Lewis explains one thing. Uh, before we even get to, into this stuff, into the spiritual realities, he explains one thing, and he says this, that there are two equal and opposite errors into which our human race can fall about the devils or about spiritual demonic beings. One is to disbelieve in their existence, and the other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. And I believe that our world and our culture is at a state where we have fallen into one of these two uh, errors, one of these two extremes. The first one is we choose to just not acknowledge, to go throughout our day and not acknowledge or even not believe that the spiritual realm exists, that there is a, an unseen reality that exists around us and that influences our daily lives. Um, we choose to, to just not acknowledge it, and, and, and the, the Satan has lied to us and deceived us to even to not believe in the existence of it. To quote Kevin Spacey's character in the movie, Usual Suspects, if you've seen it, that the, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing us that he didn't exist. The greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. So that's the first error. And the second error that C.S. Lewis talks about is that we basically have been so consumed by an unhealthy fascination around this, this, this idea. This, uh, this unhealthy uh, fascination of the spiritual realm. And that's what, uh, what he's talking about. This, uh, it's, it's unhealthy. And that's what, what I was talking about, what Hollywood has created this fascination around this. And it has caused people to, to, to walk down very dark roads and dabble in very dangerous things in their life. 
And so we can have this unhealthy fascination with it. And so um, we want to hold a delicate balance between these two things, okay? As we walk through the next six weeks, we hope that there's a delicate balance between, number one, communicating the fundamental truth of the unseen spiritual realm that is all around us. It is very real, it is very present, and it is influencing our daily lives. The unseen reality is influencing us whether we want to admit it or not. It's reality. So we want to communicate that fundamental truth while at the same time not giving it so much weight that it produces an unhealthy fear and a bondage in our life. Because that's what that unhealthy fascination with it can do. It can produce a fear and a bondage in our life. So we want to hold those two things in balance, and we want to communicate everything against a backdrop of hope. Okay? Whatever you hear, as we walk through this, whatever we're sharing with, with you up from up front, we want it to be held against the backdrop of this hope, the backdrop of Paul's words when he says, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to hold it against the backdrop that whatever we hear, whatever we see, whatever we sense or feel, we have victory over any darkness, over any evil, because of Jesus' work on the cross and the victory he had that we celebrated last week. We want to hold it against the backdrop of the prayer, the prophecy of Zechariah as he prophesied over his son, uh, John the Baptist and prophesying towards the Messiah, the coming Jesus, when he says that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve the Lord without fear. That we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies. See, we've been delivered. If we're in Christ, if we put our faith in Jesus, we have been delivered from all that demonic and evil uh, bondage in our life. And because of that, we can serve God without fear. We don't need that fear. So we want to communicate two things that hopefully will lead to one result. Okay, two things. Awareness of the spiritual reality and the spiritual nature of our lives. We want us to walk out of this, this building, walk into our lives with a full awareness that there is a spiritual reality around us that we can be a part of, that we can engage in, that we can, uh, can live out of. And two, the assurance of our victory and hope that we have in Christ. Awareness of it and assurance that we have victory in Christ. At the intersection of these two things, where these two meet, awareness and assurance, we hope that you will have a more vibrant and full life following Jesus. Asking, God, what are you doing in my life? What's going on with this? That your faith would be more full and more vibrant because of it. We tend to operate from 
a seen world perspective. Like what we see is what we have. What we see is what we get, right? We act, we think, we live as if the things we see and touch are the only realities that we have. We might not say we believe in that, but often we act, think, and live as if that were reality. That's the only reality. At best, that's the primary reality. That a spiritual reality is just this secondary or just far off thing that might not be experienced fully until the afterlife, until we're in heaven. You know, heaven is where the spiritual reality really comes to life, right? Wrong. One philosopher said it this way, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, I could pick that apart a little bit, but the, the idea is there. I don't want to get into, go down that road of, uh, I believe that we're not going to go down Gnosticism or anything. I believe that our human bodies and the physical that God has, has given us and created us is holy and meant for us, and it is good. But we need to know and be aware that we are created into a spiritual world, not the other way around. We have not created a spiritual world around us. God has not created a spiritual world for us or around us. We were created into a spiritual world. I want to share two encounters, two stories that have made me more aware and acknowledge the reality of the spiritual world around me and the spiritual influences around me. Um, I work with Young Life, uh, like I said, I think earlier, but um, I work with teenagers. And a lot of times these teenagers are... They come from very hard backgrounds, very tough, difficult experiences in their life. Um, I walk alongside a lot of kids who are dealing with a lot of pain, um, family lives that are broken and so dysfunctional um, that there's just, there's just a lot of hurt. And I was having, um, I was sitting down with a kid and he was sharing with me. Uh, he said that, I, Chris, I just feel like I, I live two different lives. And uh, I said, what do you mean? And he said, um, I don't tell a lot of people this, um, but I trust you and I feel like I can share it with you. Um, but on one hand, I feel like I live this life that most people see, almost everybody sees that I'm just a normal kid. I do normal high school things, teenage things. Uh, I'm just a normal person. And that's who most people see. But what I don't let a lot of people see, and another life that I feel like I have and that I live, is that... Uh, I had an experience. My dad died when I was six. This is what he says to me. My dad died when I was six. And after that happened, I had this experience where I had uh, a vision and I heard voices and I had, would have these dreams at night. And it was just a, a very weird and unexplainable experiences. And I sought help and I asked my mom to, to help me with this. And we, she led me to a family friend who then began to share with me and tell me that um, I was interacting with the afterlife. This is what he's telling me. Began to tell me that, that I, I had kind of the gift of a medium to speak to, to talk to, to interact with the afterlife. 
I had another experience with another kid. I was having lunch with him in a restaurant. It was very noisy in the restaurant, a lot of people, and he was kind of just zoning out. I didn't know where he was really. Um, I said, hey, are you okay? And he said, ah, I'm just like, just listening to all the voices. And I said, it's, I know it's loud in here. It's hard to have a conversation. And he said, no, just the voices up here. He said, I have five different voices that speak to me. And he listed five different names that he had given those voices. And he said, when they all speak at once, it's just overwhelming and I can't take it. And as, as skeptical as I am at some of this stuff, and as skeptical as I can be at what teenagers and kids share with me, because they can share some pretty wild things and, and fabricate and come up with some pretty wild things, right? But as skeptical as I can be, I also, I need to be aware that there is something going on. There is a spiritual reality and a spiritual darkness happening, influencing the lives of these kids. And there's a reality that people, that people are interacting with a spiritual realm in a dangerous and unholy way. And there is a spiritual realm that is interacting with us in a dangerous and destructive way. But also that there is a Holy Spirit at work. That there is a Holy Spirit at war and battling against this unholy spirit. And we have this opportunity to carry and bring this Holy Spirit into these unholy spaces of our lives. You know, Scripture continually shows us that there is a reality of the unseen. It is core and foundational part of our life. If we have any type of faith in God, any big or small faith in God, inevitably you have to believe, you have to accept that there is an unseen reality. Hebrews uh, 11, verse uh, three, 1 through 3 says it like this. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, people of old received their commendation. Listen to this. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are, that are visible. Did you catch that? The things that are seen are not made out of the things that are visible. Colossians. Sorry, Colossians. 1, verse 15 through 17, says, Christ, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Did you catch that? That one, there, there are rulers, there are authorities, there are thrones and dominions that are unseen. Also that Jesus was before all things and he was part of this creation. That if we have faith in Jesus, we believe that he is part of this unseen realm. And that our, our faith is built and based on the unseen reality that was created even before the seen reality 
was created. We were created into a spiritual world. And so we have um, this opportunity to interact, to be a part of, and take the Holy Spirit in our lives. If we've put our faith and trust in Jesus, if we've accepted his victory and his forgiveness in our lives, that he has given us what he calls the counselor, the Holy Spirit. And we can take this Holy Spirit and bring it into the unseen, unholy spaces in our lives. And this is exactly what Jesus did. This was Jesus' life and ministry to bring the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, into the unholy spaces of our life. Jesus was more concerned with the unseen than he was with the seen reality. We see this in every aspect of Jesus' life. Beginning with his message, he starts off his entire ministry proclaiming this message, that the kingdom of God is at hand. Mark 1, 15, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. He later goes on to, to say that, that this kingdom of God is not observable by the human eye. It is an unseen reality. He shares with, with them, he says, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. It's all around you. Some translations actually say the kingdom of God is within you. See, that's Jesus' reality. And that needs to be our reality. As we move forward in our faith, realizing that there is a kingdom of God within us and around us. Jesus goes on in his ministry. In Jesus' ministry, he begins to heal and to cast out demons. He shares in Luke 10, uh, 10 verse uh, 4, 4, no, Luke 4, 40 through 41. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. In his ministry, he deals with, with the unseen realities that are influencing us. He not only deals with them, but he has authority over them. You see, this is the backdrop of hope that we can know that with Christ in our life, he is in charge. He tells the demons and the evil spirits in our life what to do. His words have the authority. Jesus had the perspective. He had this perspective to see the spiritual reality beyond the physical reality. He looks beyond the physical nature of our conflict and realizes the spiritual nature of it. How many of us this week have had a conflict with someone else in their lives this week? How many in this room has, have had an argument with someone else 
in their lives this week? How many of you in this room have had a, just a disagreement? You disagreed with someone in this room this week. And we could look at that person. We could look at that conflict as that's all there is. It's me and this person just battling against each other. But Jesus did not see it that way. In Matthew, Jesus shares with his disciples that the Son of Man himself has to suffer and has to die and then be raised again. And Peter, you know, the mouthy disciple of them all, Peter takes, uh, takes Jesus aside and he rebukes him. Can you imagine that, rebuking Jesus? <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter's bold. He rebukes Jesus and says, Far be it from you, Lord, that this shall ever happen to you. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on things of men. See, Jesus knew that there was an influence beyond just this physical conflict that was happening, that there was an influence happening with Peter, and he saw it. He saw what Paul later describes in Ephesians as this. He says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Do we have that perspective? Throughout our lives, whatever arguments, disagreements, uh, conflicts, tensions happen in your week, do you realize that there is a spiritual force behind that? That that's not a battle just between two physical human beings. It is a battle against the spiritual authorities, the rulers, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And we need to stand against it. And Jesus gives us an invitation. Jesus invites us into this reality with him, showing us that he has the authority and victory over Satan. When he invited the disciples into this and he sent them out, sends the 72 out to share the gospel with people, share the good news with people, it says the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus says, of course they did. He's saying, of, of course they did, because I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have already seen the victory. When we do life. And this is what Jesus is saying. When you do this with me, you'll have victory. When you do this life with me, you will have victory over even, not just the seen, but the unseen realities in your life. When we are aware of the unseen spiritual realities that we are fighting against, and when we also put our faith in the God of the Bible and Jesus Christ, we can stand with confidence and strength through any trial we face. That's, that's a promise that God makes us. When we're aware and we put our faith in Christ, we can, we can have confidence. 
We can, like Zacharias said, we can serve the Lord without fear. Second Timothy 1, 7, I don't think I have it up there, but um, Paul says, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. With that spirit, <laughs> we can live this life. And God just wants us to open our eyes and walk with him in it. There's a prayer that we have for you over this next six weeks. And it comes out of, of 2 Kings. And uh, it's Elisha who is standing on a hillside and he's looking down at the Syrian army who is coming against the Israelites. And Elijah's looking at this army, and it's, it's so obvious that the Syrian army is, is greater, bigger, stronger, more powerful than them. And it is obvious that they are just going to be overtaken by the Syrian army. And it's a scary situation for anybody, but Elisha's servant comes up to him. And he says this, when the servant of the man of God, Elisha, rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, master, what shall we do? And he said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. This is our prayer. O oh Lord, please open our eyes that we might see that we are not alone, that we have God's army, we have God's, the heavenly hosts around us, to battle and fight for us. And we need to be aware of it. I'm just going to wrap up by sharing um, really just, just four ways that we can either walk through life in, in awareness of this spiritual reality in our lives. Okay? The first one that most people, I think, walk through life living with this perspective is just oblivion. That we're completely oblivious to the spiritual realities in our life. And we don't even think about it. We can go a whole entire day, week, month without even thinking of the spiritual realities and the spiritual influences in our lives. And we're just walking through life, and this is probably most of the time, I would say, we're just oblivious to it. And then the next level is hindsight. And I think a lot of us... A lot of us can, can relate to this, that we can walk through our day or our week or maybe, uh, you know, a couple years and we can look back and we can say, oh, God, I saw you working there. That was you. We can see God in hindsight and see where he'd been working in our lives. But then we just keep on walking and we keep on living until the next time we stop and look back. The next one is together. And this is awesome when we can understand and we can live life together 
and, and we can, with Christ, we can understand that God is with us. And we can even walk through our day with the reminder that God's with me. We can have the comfort and the peace that comes with knowing that God is with us. And this is an awesome place to be. And what most of us, most Christians, are really striving for just this reality in their lives, that he would, uh, would just be with us, and we would know that he's with us. And this is great. But this is not where God wants us to stop. He wants us to go a step further to being led by his Spirit. God wants to not just be with us and walk with us and have us be aware of him. He wants to lead us. He wants to say, us to say, hey, God, what do you want me to do today? Jesus, where do you want me to go today? Who do you want me to talk to today? And then he wants us to do it. So you can end your day every day saying, what did Jesus ask me to do today? And did I do it? What did God want me to do today? And did I do it? Being led by the Spirit. Not just being aware, but following and being led by Him. Which one are you going to live out of this week? Which one of these are you going to live in this week? Um, On your seats or around your seats, uh, we would love for you guys to just um, engage in... um, in the spiritual reality, and every single time we, we uh, exhibit or, or have an act of faith, we enter in. Faith is that muscle that moves us into the unseen reality. And so every time we take a step of faith and open up our, our Bible, every time we take a step of faith and pray, every time we take a step of faith and ask God for help, we are engaging and moving into an unseen reality. And so we just uh, printed out some really simple and basic things this week to, to help us do that. If you need that help, that's, if you can do it by yourself, that's fine. If you have your own thing that you do, that's fine. But if you need some help just to guide, guide you along, each week we're going to provide just a couple daily things, a daily scripture and a daily prayer just to pray and just to keep with you. And so you'll find those on your seats. Um, stick those in your Bible or wherever would be helpful for you. Uh, and use them as a guide. But we just pray that, uh, that Lord, you would open our eyes. And God, as, as uh, Josh and Carrie come up, uh, we just want to open our eyes and open, open our hearts to see more of you in our lives, to be led by you, to continually be aware and ask, what are you wanting me to do? God, to know the authority that you have, Jesus, in our life. Whatever we're going through, whatever conflicts we have, internal, external, that you have authority over those things, and we can speak your name into those things, and you have the power to destroy those things. God, help us to move into that reality this week. Amen.